honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps and is also a part of the Basketball Podcast Network coming out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Thank you, Dylan and Kyle, for having me on there. And also, uh, thank you for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back aboard with you once again today. Nice, sunny morning, a bit brisk, a bit cold here in the in Golden Valley, Minnesota. But the Minnesota Timberwolves pull off a trade, trading away D'Angelo Russell. And that's it. We didn't give away any other uh, assets of any kind. And received Mike Conley and three second-round picks, along with uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker from the Utah Jazz. And of course, that was uh, right before the Utah game where the Wolves blew out the Utah Jazz. A crazy, a strange week. I've been very excited to get on board to talk about this. Hopefully I haven't run out of gas now. My excitement hasn't worn off too much because it's been like a day and a half. Wish I got to do this show yesterday instead of Brave the Wild and be flip-flop. And maybe I should have done that. But uh, it is what it is. Uh, I definitely an up-and-down roller coaster of a week. I'm not even sure what to make of it. Honestly, you lose to Orlando in like pathetic fashion. You get players suspended and all that. It's just dumb. And then we blow out a Denver team that has like nobody showing up basically. Like, oh, what the heck? Let's just take the night off and forfeit, but still play the game with certain players because at least certain guys got to play on both sides. Then the next night we get blown out. Oh, the next game we play Denver again. Two days later, we get blown to bits. It was like a reverse. Of course, we still had most of our players available. And then the trade happens before the Utah game when we blow Utah to, uh, to kingdom come. I don't know. It's just it's just plain, plain as day that we don't know what the heck this team is, who the heck they are. But maybe we'll have an idea now with Mike Conley, a, uh, a veteran, high IQ point guard, and rejoining Rudy Gobert. It's the Minnesota Jazz. Uh, we can't call them the Utah Timberwolves because none of the Timberwolves are still there. The only things remaining in Utah are the, the draft picks, unfortunately. And we got none of those back. None of the first-round picks, though. We did get three second-round picks. So we'll talk more about that as we move forward. Los Angeles Lakers acquired D'Angelo Russell and Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley. So it's almost like we did the deal with the Lakers in a way. It looks like we did. But again, those players were traded for Rudy Gobert. The, the other two players, Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley. Ru- um, <coughs> Russell Westbrook. So D'Angelo Russell and Russell Westbrook, the two Russells end up uh, training places, or moving on anyway. Russell Westbrook goes to the Utah Jazz, and I don't know, somebody called him like a vampire in the locker room, and then his wife like said, gee, thanks, basically, like, yeah, you, you don't know anything about anybody. Now I have to explain to my son, my five-year-old son, that uh, that uh, Russell Westbrook isn't a vampire. His 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 dad isn't a vampire or whatever. So I don't know. I don't care about all the drama. I don't even know why I brought that up. I just thought it was weird. I don't care about the drama. You're making forty some million dollars. I don't care. Get get over it. You know, it's he's not. I think I, I think we know he's not a vampire. 
Uh, maybe you shouldn't call people names. That's about it. That's about as far as I go. I, get over it. You're, you're, you're making 40, 50 million a year. I don't have a whole lot of sympathy. And he wasn't exactly an integral part of the Lakers' success the last couple of years. So, wah, wah, cry, cry. Cry all you want. I don't feel sorry for you. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Maybe I'm an insensitive jerk. I don't care. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves again. Let's talk about the Orlando Magic. We'll get into the trade later on. Almost should talk about it now, but I'll kind of go back and forth. Uh, anywhere from now all the way up to fan interaction. Timberwolves host the Orlando Magic and have a clunker. They have a big old clunker, and then, of course, a fight breaks out kind of later in the game, and it's one of the dumbest things I ever saw in my life. Uh, what's the point? Like, what are you doing? <sighs> Jalen Suggs gets ejected. Jade McDaniels gets ejected. Austin Rivers gets ejected. Mobamba gets ejected. Torian Prince gets ejected. Um, aye, aye, aye. Mobamba, what does he get, like four games? Um, our guy, Austin Rivers, gets three games suspension. Torian Prince got one, if I'm remembering correctly. Jade McDaniels fined 20K. So, wonderful. That's just wonderful. Jalen Suggs, I'm sure, fined as well. But, I don't know. It's one of the silliest things you ever saw. Like, what's the point? I don't know. I mean, it's like, I don't want to... I'm the kind of person, I don't want to talk crap to anybody. What, what's the point of it? But, I guess in the heat of the battle, things happen. It was a really frustrating game. D'Angelo Russell in one of his final games of the Wolves probably had one of his better games. He actually got 10 rebounds in the game. I don't know where that came from, but I suppose you're going to have to do something with players getting ejected. Um, I don't know. What a dumb thing. Kyle Anderson only played five minutes, so unfortunate there. I don't know. Oft injured this and oft injured that. Guys are sick. Guys are hurt. Guys are this. Guys are that. Um, the other part of the trade is Bryn Forbes was bought out as well. So, like, waived, bought out, unfortunately. So, Bryn Forbes is no longer on the Timberwolves, but Nikhil Alexander-Walker is. So, that makes sense, I suppose. Good luck to Bryn Forbes. Possibly signing with a playoff team. Maybe he can be a factor like he was with the Milwaukee Bucks just a couple years ago. Maybe he rejoins the Milwaukee Bucks and they win their second in three years. Who knows? Stranger things have happened. Nas Reed is still here. Torian Prince, of course, is still here. I don't think anybody thought that Timberwolves would trade away Torian Prince unless they were blown away. Jalen Noel is still here. I, you get the idea. The only guy gone is D'Angelo Russell, which might be addition by subtraction, in my humble opinion. So, again, I'm going to kind of go back and forth at the trade. Some of these games were just, ugh. And, again, the, the, the main theme of this game was the stupid fight. And plus the, the turnovers and the sloppy play. Just, I don't know. It was a... Typical disappointing Timberwolves home game, if that makes sense. You know, the Timberwolves have had quite a few disappointing home games forever, basically, off and on, like going back to my days as a season ticket holder, where some people would call it the glory years. We had Garnett and everything. Garnett underachieved sometimes, too, let's be honest. You know, he did, or at least the team around him did. The team around him underachieved, and sometimes he did, too. Sometimes he would miss free throws at the, at the end of games and cost you, uh, and this and that. He's, he's a human being. He's going to fail. He's going to miss. He's, it's just going to happen. You know, I mean, <laughs> Kobe got beat in the finals multiple times. So <laughs> that's a lot further than what Garnett did most of the way. Um, most of the way, particularly with the Wolves. But, yeah, I shouldn't get into that debate right now. Luca Garza, <laughs> I'm just going to get hammered by everybody. Luca Garza, 17 points off the bench and lost. He's been playing very well. And a lot of people hoping that Luca Garza continues to get more and more playing time. Um, as somebody's probably not going to be here when it comes to the big men and such, but they're all here now. So trade deadline passes, and they're all still here. So it kind of is what it is. 
I almost wish I did this show the night of the trade or yesterday. I had a little more energy for it, but we'll, we'll get to it again. Uh, I apologize. I'm <laughs> These games kind of like bring me down because they weren't a lot of fun, most of them, but I suppose we did have two blowout victories yet. I don't know. I don't know what happened in the Utah game other than the Wolves just beat the crap out of them. Maybe they missed Mike Conley, I'm sure, and the Wolves did not miss D'Angelo Russell. Uh, Anthony Edwards only 5 of 15, one of his worst games of the season. He was an absolute mess. Rudy Gobert had some icky moments, even though he played adequate for the most part. But he's been back and forth with the groin injury. I just want to get off of this one and move on. But, of course, the uh, the Denver game was just a stinking forfeit. That was Sunday the 5th. You go from February the 3rd to Sunday the 5th. Happy birthday, Mom. I believe 76, right? Yeah, 70. Nope, 75. <laughs> Shows how much I know. 75, yes. 48, 1948, yes. <sighs> the <gen> <laughs> so, um, 128 to 98. The Wolves off to a strong start in this one and never really relinquished it. In fact, we really didn't. We actually trailed in the Utah game early in the second quarter. It wasn't just 2 nothing. We trailed in that game. Can you believe that? <laughs> but it was like two points, though, so can't get too upset. Uh, the, we, can, we can call this the Denver forfeited game. Uh, Matt Ryan, 10 points off the bench. That's nice. Uh, I kept thinking he was going to be included in some kind of trade. Like, what the hell? Some kind of throw in, and then the poor guy would get waived or something. But I'm glad for him, for his sake, that he's still here and, you know, making NBA money, you know. So, which is a lot. <laughs> Austin Rivers suspended in this one. I thought Prince was suspended. No, he wasn't. He was just in trouble a little bit. It was just, uh, yep. Yeah, so it's just um, Austin Rivers that got suspended on our side. And Jade McDaniels finds 20K. 20 Okay, DeAndre Jordan started at center, which he used to do with, with the Clippers years ago and, and other teams, other various teams, but the Clippers especially, and was a pain in the ass to play against at times, especially for us, but <laughs> nowadays he's slightly, slightly past his prime. I mean, if you didn't notice out there, just a little bit, uh, I don't know. It was nice that we won. It was nice that we had a easy win. It was nice and everything. It was like, like this is this is the kind of day... That some people at work on Friday afternoon think, yeah, it's Friday. You know, that's what they think. This is like, you could call it like a Friday afternoon or Friday night at work. Friday afternoon at work. Like, it's Friday. We don't have to do anything. It's going to be easy, which I don't agree with. I say do your damn job, regardless what day it is. You know, I mean, if you're tired, you're tired. But just just show up. You don't have to be so lazy. That's kind of like what Denver did in a lot of ways. That's kind of that side of it, where they just, I don't know, suited a, a few guys out there that... Uh, You've heard of them, but mm, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. You've heard of them uh, for the most part. Like they used to be good, like DeAndre Jordan, Michael Porter Jr. can play a little bit, but he, yeah, you know, I mean, he's not that great. <laughs> he's okay if he's your best player out there. Good luck. <laughs> good luck to you. Wolves win comfortably by 30. Again, this this should be more about the trade, and if anything else, games like this are just kind of like, yeah, okay, we won. I'm happy. Uh, I'm very happy that we won. Very very happy. The next Denver game, there's a little bit more to say, including a certain guy kind of losing his mind and playing his last minutes as a Timberwolf. <laughs> yeah, I think you know who it is by now. It wasn't Bryn Forbes. It wasn't Bryn Forbes who lost his mind out there, though unfortunately for him, he also played his last few minutes for the Timberwolves. Seven points off the bench in a ridiculous, I almost added the wrong word there, ridiculous loss to the Denver Nuggets. 49-19, to 19, first quarter. 49-19, to 19, first quarter. Huh? Are you fucking kidding me? 
I mean, it's just like, hello, it, it doesn't make any sense. That, that doesn't make any sense. How do you lose by 30 points in the first quarter of a game? Uh, 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 everybody go home. <laughs> Move along, folks. Nothing to see here. That's about it. That's about it. If you have to get up early tomorrow, like really early, like you have a some kind of a special thing, like you have a doctor's appointment, you have to get up earlier than normal, just just go home. Just go home. Seriously. <laughs> that's, that's the right thing to do in a game like this. What the heck? happened. I, I don't know. We just didn't show up. We just didn't. D'Angelo Russell, 1949. That's how many minutes he played, and they were the last minutes and seconds. He would play with the Minnesota Timberwolves. He would start jawing with the official and would be tossed from the game and would never play for the Timberwolves again. Okay, maybe maybe he will someday. You never know. Maybe he's going to come back or he'll sign a one-day contract because we want him to retire as a Timberwolf. Eh, pr- probably not. Um, Ryan Saunders didn't like him. Chris Finch didn't like him. Flip Saunders didn't like him. Gerson Rosas loved him. So, okay, Gerson Rosas loved him, or at least he thought he did. Maybe he wouldn't have if he was still here. We don't know. We don't care either, damn it. Go away. <laughs> Go away, Gerson. No, I'm kidding. He, he, he made some good moves, and we appreciate it, but, we, you know, he didn't exactly conduct himself in the best way. You got to see some young guys play that don't get to play enough. Luca Garza, 19 points off the bench, 9 rebounds. 21 minutes. Good job. Matt Ryan, 11 points. Four assists. Nice little pass in there. Wendell Moore Jr. Mr. They say he has a uh, he has a high floor, which is cute and everything. Okay, so that's kind of like buying stock in, I don't know, like XL Energy or something. It's not going to go high or anything, but at least it's going to stay. It's not going to get low either. It's like, yeah, I bought stock in XL Energy. All right. Rock on. <laughs> I bought stock in XL Energy. What do you think of that? Silence. Okay. Well, thanks. Anyhow, <laughs> Jordan McLaughlin, seven and a half minutes. Nothing. One steal. He did get a steal. Good job. And that's a bummer. Uh, that's weird. Yeah. So he, is he ever going to be better? Like, geez, it's like one of those people that's sick all the time. I don't know. But at least Wendell Moore Jr. got action and got his five assists which actually I, I appreciate. He is a defensive player, and he shot really well in his senior year in college. But, I don't know, he's one of those older college players. That's why he has a, a high floor. <clears throat> his ceiling is impossible to stay at the moment. Austin River's still in league suspensione, and we're happy for him. Regardless, the Wolves got their butts handed to them. Michael Porter Jr., the guy who had 22 points the other night and led the Nuggets in scoring at 30. That's right, Michael Porter Jr., and he is a good player. He's a starting player. In the NBA. Don't worry. I would take him on my team. Yes. Aaron Gordon has been a headache for the Wolves in the past. And a hell of a dunker. And kept getting robbed, I guess. Even though he was really annoying at times. <laughs> I, I always rooted against him. Because I like the other player more, usually. But he's a hell of a player. I give him credit. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a good. He's a very good player. Maybe not a hell of a player. Uh, Jokic is a hell of a player. Yes. Uh, 16 assists. Like, how does that even happen? Because they were the Harlem Globetrotters. And we were the Washington Privates. We weren't the Generals. We were the Privates. That's how bad this was. 16 assists! Like, <laughs> 44 assists for the game for the Denver Nuggets. Okay, that wasn't really good. But I should probably look for a... Uh, I should probably dig up a soundbite for that when you have a game like that. Because you're going to see games like this all the time. This was the Harlem Globetrotters. The Harlem, the, the, Den- the Denver Globetrotters versus the Minnesota Privates. The Minnesota Cadets. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, but the puppies, right? People call them the puppies back in the day all the time. Uh, I, I'm not trying to insult anybody. I'm not. But you're to go down 49 to 19 in the first quarter, it's wonderful. And then to lose 146 to 112, I just remember staring at it. Because, of course, yes, a lot of times I end up having to watch the replay, which I did. Yes, I watched it. I did. It was so much fun. Yeah, very fun. We, we, the only quarter we won was the fourth, you know? See, we, we won by a point in the fourth quarter. So at least we won the fourth quarter by one point. <laughs> yeah, but the other quarters, we kind of, we were kind of parallel with the uh, Denver. We pretty much paralleled the rest of the way. It was pretty much a 30-point game the rest of the way. Outstanding. Our, our offense sucked. Our defense sucked. Our uh, execution sucked. Okay, that's from the Minnesota Wild coach. Um, but it did. It did suck. And, mm, well, uh, happy trails. And, uh, not Anthony Edwards. Happy trails, D'Angelo Russell. Happy trails, D'Angelo Russell, until we meet again someday. Back to the Lakers of all teams, too. Vince Germano's comment when he first found out about the trade, bloody hell. Yes, that's what he said. <laughs> of course, he, he knew it was going to happen, but then when it finally just did, he simply said, bloody hell. Yep, he's not a fan. He's not a fan. He wasn't a fan the first time, and he's probably not a... No, he's not. He wasn't a fan of him on the Wolves either because we're his second favorite team. Being uh, This was Luke Longley's club and all that at the beginning of his career, and Australia broke into the NBA for the first time. And, yeah, unfortunately, Luke Longley wasn't the happiest guy in the world. That's, that's too bad to learn that, but digress back to where we are now. Um, mm, I don't know. It was... This game was, uh, this game was, uh, hey, James Rolfe, angry video game nerd, have anything to say about it? This is a blizzard of balls! I can't believe humanity was capable of degrading itself so low as to produce such an insulting catastrophe of ass! Sounds about right. Yep, that sounds about right. So, I think you get the idea. <laughs> Utah, Utah, let's talk about Utah. Let's, I, I'm not sure why the Wolves won by so much, but I'm, I'm glad we did. It's it's like Marnie Gellner said in one of the postcasts on the uh, Lockdown Wolves. This team could beat anybody, and they can lose to anybody. It, it's just that's how it is. It's it's super high, super low, like the Bollinger Bands and all that, like I talked about. The Bollinger Bands are constantly swinging in opposite directions with the Wolves. They're not kind of paralleling and kind of going up and down and up and down. I wish you could see what I'm doing with my hands right now. But say maybe it's, a, you know, it, like say the stock is around 18 bucks and now it's 20 and now it's back to 18 and blah, blah, blah. And the upper Bollinger Band's 22 bucks and the lower Bollinger Band is 16. That's kind of like uh, Wendell Moore Jr. basically. It's not, not too high, not too low. But then these are swinging like to astronomical levels. The Bollinger Band could be a, a sub-penny, sub-penny range, less than a penny a, a share or $300. <laughs> That's kind of what it's like with the Timberwolves, with the... <laughs> The Bollinger Bands and all that. That's a stock thing, and I'm sure a lot of you love hearing about that, but but I'll give it any, I'll give my opinion anyway. Oh, I'm just kidding. Jalen Noel, awesome game. Anthony Edwards, awesome game. It was kind of a shooting fest. It was a firing squad. They all had some fun knocking down threes and kicking some major butt. Luca Garza, 25 points in 23 and a half minutes. All right, Luca. Luca Garza, are you trying to get a Lone Wolf Award today? Ay, 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 Luke, Luca, you just might, you just might have it here. You just might. I might have to do it, actually. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, Jalen Noel had probably his best game of the year. 60, uh, 
11 of 16 from the floor, 6 of 9 from downtown. He was scorching. It was fun to watch. It was enjoyable. It was fun. And you got to talk about Mike Conley. You can just sense there's something. And <clears throat> and plus, people all year have been talking about something. Something's just off about this team. Something's just off about this team. Kind of like people talked about the Minnesota Wild in the later days of Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter. Something's just off. Something's not right. And then Bill Guerin made his famous uh, statement, which I've played on this show many times. There's something rooted here that's not working. It's not about changing the GM and, and trading players necessarily, but it's something rooted in the culture. It's something we do every day, and we need to, we need to change it. Um, and certain players were gone because certain players were a major part of the culture that were not working, and the attitude was in the wrong place. There was a selfishness. There was a just a, a wrong attitude with uh, the Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi-type players on the Minnesota Wild. Um, D'Angelo Russell. Something wasn't working with D'Angelo Russell. It just wasn't. And Tim and Rudy Gobert, it just wasn't wasn't a match. Rudy Gobert was totally fine, a nice guy, but uh, in uh, what was you know, it was nice and everything about the whole situation. But D'Angelo Russell, according to you know media sources like John Krasinski and others, have have said that this guy has you know it just he was constantly bad mouthing uh, Rudy Gobert after games and how things just weren't working between the two, this and that. So. I don't know. They said it even got kind of uncomfortable at times. So, I don't know. Like, then everybody says, oh, D'Angelo's a good guy, this and that. Is he, though? Is D'Angelo Russell a good guy? Flip Saunders couldn't stand him. Just one, just just before the draft. See, it was that same draft, you know, Carl Anthony Towns draft. D'Angelo Russell was one of the huge prospects, right? Top three guys. It's Carl Anthony Towns, it's D'Angelo Russell, and it's uh, the other guy who never played ever again after a couple of years. <laughs> uh, Okafer. Yeah, Jaleel Okafor. I almost forgot his name. Luckily, it came to my head before I had to, like, start digging here <laughs> like a dummy. Jaleel Okafor, who was compared to Tim Duncan at one point. Okay. Um, and I compared Carl Anthony Towns to David Robinson. I, I wish. I wish he was a better—I wish he was more of a defensive factor like we all thought he was going to be. That's why I compared uh, David Robinson to a, a defensive player who could score it at an elite level as well, like a superstar player. Um, I'm not sure Carl Anthony Towns is David Robinson level yet. Because I'm talking about the real David Robinson, not the guy who was the second or third option, uh, you know, in, the, in like 2000-ish. You know, no, not that guy. We're talking, you know, you know, 93, 94, when he was a just unbelievable player. 95, 96, 90, you know, you get the idea. Um, where am I even going with this? D'Angelo Russell, yes. D'Angelo Russell was in the car with Flip Saunders in, in the back seat, whatever. The guy... Flip Saunders, uh, from what we're, from the indication I'm getting from the way Flip Saunders, it was just a bad vibe right away. Like, the Danger Russell's just kind of an arrogant ass. That's kind of the vibe I get. Like, he probably came in there, like, all fancy, you know, like, super fancy looking, like he's the coolest thing in the world, and just arrogant. Just arrogant. Like, <laughs> like uh, you know, it probably was demanding about stuff. I don't know. Like, we're wasting his time or something. That type of thing. Like, why are you, why, why are we in this car. Who who knows? He's probably just an arrogant ass, though. And if Because Flip Saunders, most people will tell you he was the nicest guy in the world, right? He was the nicest guy in the world. And when he just had a bad vibe with the player almost right away, so, something's not right with the player, I would have to say. Flip is a human being, but <laughs> boy, I, I, I don't know. Uh, Ryan Saunders couldn't stand him. Uh, Chris Finch, from all indications, didn't like him either. 
Uh, Anthony Edwards, I think, was getting tired of his his his, uh, his his act. You know, like throwing his hands up, like what the hell was that? So, I that could be a, this could be a sugar high moment here. Like D'Angelo's gone. Yes, let's have some let's kick some ass here. Let's have some fun, and that's exactly what the Wolves did against a team that made us look like idiots about a month ago. And Walker Kessler had that twenty twenty. So they made us look like idiots. It was really frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> Walker Kessler Jr. is going to be a hell of a player. Uh, maybe not a 10-time All-Star or anything, but he's certainly going to be a, 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 a lovely loss, I think. Probably. <laughs> um, but thankfully, Rudy Gobert, there's still a chance. Rudy Gobert, it's, it's gotten better. Guys are starting to fit in better with him and such, and that's been a good vibe. And now I think with D'Angelo Russell out the door and Mike Conley in the door, the Terminals have a chance at something here. Um, and the guy I joked about, nah, Nikhil, Nikhil, I keep saying his name wrong, like Nicholas or Nick or Nikhil or Mikhail or whatever. It's Nick, Nikhil Alexander Walker. He was projected to come to the Timberwolves in the draft that we ended up trading up to get, uh, I keep wanting to call him Jay Cutler. What is wrong with me? But, uh, Culver, (laughs) we traded up to get Culver. Um, and it didn't work out, unfortunately for the Timberwolves. Uh, Walker hasn't been that great. He was, you know, he was projected to be in the mid, mid, like, uh, like anywhere from 11 to like 17-ish, and that's pretty much where he went. Um, very happy to have uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Unfortunately, Bryn Forbes is on his way out, but I'm sure he'll resign with somebody at some point. Um, but Nikhil Alexander-Walker, before we get to Mike Conley, he's from Toronto. Interesting. So, it's another Canadian player. Hopefully, turns out okay. September 2nd, 1998. I'd already graduated from high school. Not that it's about me. He was actually drafted by the Nets and later on wound up with the New Orleans Pelicans. Never played a day with the Nets. Had a couple of good seasons with New Orleans, but um, hasn't played a full season ever due to either injuries or just uh, DNP type of situations. Uh, his career three-point percentage is not good. 33.7. But, but, this year, only playing 14 minutes a game, unfortunately. What the heck? Uh, 40% from downtown. So that's good. 6.3 points a game. Again, only 14 and a half, almost 15 minutes a game last year. Gosh, he only, well, he was traded. Um, his second and third seasons with the New Orleans Pelicans, he had 21, well, basically 22 minutes in his second year and 26 and a half his third year. Averaged 11 points in his second year, 12.8 in his third season, and then was traded to the Utah Jazz, where he averaged about 10 minutes a game and 3.5 points. Mm. So, not sure. Um not sure what was up with that, other than, again, I mean, they have guys like Jordan Clarkson and such, so that deserve, you know, starter minutes. Jordan Clarkson can tear you to pieces at times. He can be mediocre, but when he's hot, he's hot. That He's one of those kind of guys. He's like a better version of Malik Beasley. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker probably would have had more, more minutes had he had he not get traded away with Malik Beasley out of the way, i got to think, but still, still probably would have been a conundrum of minutes out there, i got to think. It would have been a conundrum for playing time. Coming to Minnesota, it still might be a conundrum because arguably the best player on the team plays shooting guard. That would be Anthony Bleeping Edwards. Uh, he's the best player on the team, I believe. Um, and so it kind of is what it is. I don't know if he's going to be like poor Dennis Hobson behind Michael Jordan in 91, where he went from a, a good player to hardly even getting to see the court. Broke his heart, apparently. But he was disappointing anyway, Dennis Hobson. Highly uh, touted. Um, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, though, there's there's something there, I gotta think, and I, I know I kind of made fun of him last week, and I apologize, I, I said naw, N-A-W, like naw, <laughs> uh, but again, 
him versus Culver, we'd probably rather have him, and well, we have him now. So it's like we got him to recover from the Culver mistake way back in Gerson Rosas' first draft. And, um, well, okay, we'll see. Yay, uh, we got rid of D'Angelo Russell in the process, which might be addition by subtraction, maybe. Um, D'Angelo Russell, the volume shooter, can can get really hot, and he can frustrate the hell out of you, and he's, he's uh, I don't know, he's, one minute he sounds like he's got leadership ability, and he sounds like a cool guy. The next minute, it he just reeks of like, uh, you know, that locker room lawyer bullcrap, where he's just a jackass. So that that's what that's the other side of it. So kind of a Jekyll Hyde type. Ah, oh, I hit the wrong button, but luckily it didn't ruin anything too bad. Mike Conley. Oh my goodness! <laughs> just imagine having Mike Conley on this team years ago when he was drafted. I'll never forget coming in out of Ohio State. <laughs> it's like, that's the next Gary Payton. Oh, my God. Defense and uh, everything. He can score. He's so talented. Looked like he was going to be a stud in this league. Ended up being pretty good. Certainly not Gary Payton level. I, I just got, I, I mean, you, you, he looked so good coming in. And, you know, he was looked on as, like, going to be the top two, top three pick. He wound up going fourth to the Memphis Grizzlies in 2007. I can't believe it's been that long. But... Yeah, it was him and Greg Oden Jr. Or not Greg Oden Jr., it was Greg Oden. Excuse me, I'm getting all these juniors in my head. Mike Conley is a junior, believe it or not. Um, but uh, what an exciting player he was coming into that draft. Again, didn't turn out to be as great as some of us thought, especially early on. It took a little while to get him going with Memphis. He spent several years there, about 10 years there, 10, 11 years of the Memphis Grizzlies. Started out averaging about 9.5, and, and by the time he left, he was averaging 21 points a game. Uh, three-point percentage, around 36 to 40-ish, pretty pretty much most of his career, pretty consistent, which, like I just said, 36 to 40, right? 38%, what more can you say? That's right in the middle of the two. So um, he doesn't get a ton of assists, and this year he's actually he actually has a career-high 7.7, which is kind of funny. He thought it would be a little bit higher, but he's definitely concentrating on, you know, being a floor general, that type of thing. And, and all that, where D'Angelo Russell seemed more like a like just kind of a volume shooter type of guy, more than a point guard. So we might get more of a rhythm in our offense here. And of course, Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley, it's it, there's a connection. It's and it's a good one. Uh, Mike Conley has been there for three and a half years, basically 1920. I can't believe that's it. He's only been there for that amount of time. Yeah, Conley's been with Memphis all of those years. It seemed like he was at the Utah longer than he was, doesn't it? But no, apparently not. Uh, I remember Mike Conley won that cute little horse game. It was Easter Sunday, 2020, when we were all kind of like, yeah, that was his first year with Utah. Isn't that weird? That was his first year with Utah, 1920. Yeah, we were waiting for sports to start up again. It was just kind of a way to have some fun. They were all at, at their house because they all were, you know, are wealthy enough to have their own, like, basketball court inside or outside, whatever the heck it was. I remember Mike Conley ended up winning it. I think he, I think he got to the championship round, so to speak, with Chauncey Billups, if I remember correctly. But Mike Conley ended up winning it, which is kind of cool. So I was happy for him. Nice, solid veteran player. But um, it was a fun horse game, I guess you could say. Uh, how you can pinpoint the exact spot on the court, but I suppose you can try to <laughs> if you're in a different city and all that. Why am I getting into a horse game? I don't know, but I'm happy to have Mike Conley on the Timberwolves again. He can be that floor general, bring the high IQ, or bring, yeah, bring his high IQ here and bring the overall IQ up. We kept talking about how this team needed like a, a you know, a veteran, a legitimate, a legitimate veteran who's been around the block and all that stuff. It's not like he's been to the NBA finals or anything, but he's been on several good teams. 
So he deserves credit there. He's been on several good Memphis teams. He's been on a few very good uh, Utah teams with a great record and all that. Unfortunately, not as much playoff success as they would have liked. No Western Conference final or anything with them. I believe he did get to the West final with Memphis at least once, if I remember correctly. In the, uh, I believe so. Gosh, that's so weird. I don't think he played with Paul Gasol, maybe just a little bit. Paul Gasol left Memphis that long ago. That is the darndest thing. Jeez. It's like you, you, you feel so old. Like if you're in, in my age bracket, you feel so old. Like Mike Conley, you know, he was this real young guy and all that stuff. This real young guy getting started. You can't wait to see what he can do in the NBA. Now he's 35. What the heck? What happened? <laughs> what happened? And, and Paul Gasol, who was like this young guy, you know, kind of a younger guy with the Memphis Grizzlies. He was already gone by that stage <laughs> that Mike Conley got there. Wrap your head around that. Or he's in his final year, the trade to the Lakers. And then the Celtics ended up winning the championship. Lakers got way better, got to the finals, but the Celtics won in 08. Much to my delight. I did not want the Lakers to win that final. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vince. I didn't know you yet, and I'm sorry. <laughs> so I wish I did know you longer, but, well, better late than never, right? Um, and yes, I know he's not happy about the trade because of getting D'Angelo Russell. Like, what's the point? I'm not sure what to make of all that either, but it is what it is, you know. It's, I, I'm happy we're getting Mike Conley. I'm sure he would have rather have had Mike Conley come into the uh, the Lakers. I'm sure he would have. Maybe maybe not because of the age, but you uh, know, and he's kind of injury prone at this stage. Uh, he hasn't played 80 games. Him being Mike Conley since 2012, 2013, 2012, 2013 is the last time Mike Conley played 80 games in a season. So he's not like super injury prone. And we all know what the NBA is notorious for, guys sitting out and such. But Conley is a professional. He's a professional. And he'll help lead this club. He is. Uh, he does have a uh, partially guaranteed contract, about $22 million next year for the, for the Timberwolves, $22-24 million next year. Partially guaranteed, whatever that means, in terms of what the Wolves are going to do, we shall see. Apparently, trading uh, D'Angelo Russell was... Uh, there, there were multiple aspects to it. Obviously, getting getting his not-so-great attitude out of the locker room and getting more of a leader in there for the time being. Kind of a temporary fix, though, unfortunately, at 35 years of age. Uh, and Mike Conley, because, yeah, we, we need a long-term term solution at point guard. We were going to have to do that anyway because D'Angelo Russell was not going to resign. Not because he's too cool for us, but because we didn't want him either. It was kind of like a mutual parting of ways, that type of thing. Um but apparently, with the way the, the salary cap structure was set up, or like, well, with the Wolves' current situation with uh, the high-paid players, we were in a bracket where we would not have had all that free space that uh, you would expect, like the 30-plus million from D'Angelo Russell. It would have been about half that. So uh, in terms of cap space, because of our current uh, salary cap structure with the Wolves. So yeah, we were in a certain bracket that would have set the Wolves up in a strange way. Um, so that kind of sucks, but I guess that's just the way the CBA is. So the players get their damn money, blah, blah, blah. We're happy for them. Yes, they sure are getting their money, aren't they? And that's all I got to say about that. (laughs) But uh, a fun game versus the Utah Jazz. And it's ironic. This seems to happen all the time, doesn't it? Where you're playing the team you make a trade with. You either just played them, you're playing them tonight, or you're playing them in two or three days. But uh, we will be playing, Mike Conley will be playing against his former club, not the Utah Jazz, but the Memphis Grizzlies in the next game. Apparently, Mike Conley will be in uniform for the Minnesota Timberwolves versus the Memphis Grizzlies. So pretty cool. Let's wrap up the segment now. I talked about the trade for the most part. We'll probably talk a little more 
about other trades in the second segment or even the fan interaction. Very long first segment because of, well, finally got into that uh, the trade, finally got to talk about it, get my feeling going uh, about it and all. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm satisfied. D'Angelo Russell was not going to be here. Uh, we weren't going to trade for Kevin Durant. Okay, the, the, the Phoenix Suns were, apparently. <laughs> we were not going to trade for Kevin Durant. It would have been interesting, uh, but we'll see. We'll see if this is Kevin Durant's last team. I don't know. We'll see if the Phoenix Suns finally end their their uh, 50-plus-year drought. I don't know. That's We'll see. For the fans' sake, I hope so. For uh, our sake, I don't care too much. <laughs> but for the fans' sake, yes, I'd love to see Phoenix win a championship. Because that fan base is just like the Minnesota Vikings fan base and the Minnesota Wild slash North Stars fan base. We've waited a very, very long time. A very long time. The Lone Wolf Award is going to Luca Garza. Why not? In, in a week that it's been so up and down and, you know, star players were in and out, in and out. It was a weird, confusing week. I don't know what to make of it. I'd rather talk about the trade than the games, honestly, if you hadn't noticed. But Luca Garza is gonna gonna bring it in. He's gonna bring in the <laughs> Lone Wolf Award for the week. He played really well, and let's let's see him get a little recognition, even if it's just Timberwolves explosion to it. Why the heck not? I'll, I'll, I'll maybe I'll start the wave of people giving him recognition. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people like him more than I do. Um, but the Johnny Flynn Memorial is just a general up and down bullcrap. Uh, D'Angelo Russell the way he left the team, like blowing up at the referee, that's cute and everything. So I guess D'Angelo Russell, one last uh, Johnny Flynn memorial for you on the way out, I guess. Sorry, that's kind of mean, but uh, I don't know. That's a bad way to go out, though. That's a very bad way to go out. So we'll end with that. Let's uh, preview the games coming up in segment number two. back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Like I said, Memphis Grizzlies are on the docket, and that is today in Memphis. Mike Conley might hear a little cheer from the crowd, at least I would hope so, considering he played 11 years there. Memphis Grizzlies, Dallas Mavericks, and Washington Capitals. Washington Wizards, whatever they are. The Washington Bullets, I don't know. And then uh, then you head into All-Star break and all that cute stuff. So, and we don't play again until next Friday. The Charlotte Hornets. I'm still... I think I'll still do a show. Yeah, because I'll review those games and then preview upcoming stuff. Yeah, so why the hell not? So of course I'll still do a show. It's just going to kind of be what it is. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll still do shows. Maybe they won't be as long, or maybe I'll just have other stuff to talk about, bring in some topics and such. But let's get to DraftKings here and now. THPN, the THTBPN, the Basketball Podcast Network. Hockey Podcast Network is wonderful. And I'm a part of that as well with Brave the Wild. But this is the basketball show, damn it. This is Timberwolves Explosion. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers. New and existing customers, just like that AT&T commercial, right? They can get a no-sweat, same-game parley every day. 
Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. That's pretty nice. <laughs> it really is. Um, so definitely something I would recommend. Something that could pay out. Maybe the Wolves beat the Memphis Grizzlies again. Wouldn't that be great? Mike Conley, a same-game parlay, comes in with uh, 10 points, 10 assists. How about that? A cute little double-double, 10 points, 10 assists. That'd be an interesting parlay to go with. So why not think about that? Mike Conley. Mike Conley, anyway. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yes, sir, because that will be the disclaimer. It will be there. Apparently, <laughs> Dylan was a little frustrated that some people hadn't been putting it in. I swear I have. I promise not to make it about me again, but I swear I swear I did. I, I promise, right? I hope I didn't screw up. I, I, I. Yes, I'm talk, sounding like a jackass. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies. I love that kind of baby blue color. I, I really do. Other than that, I'm not a big fan of them right now because <laughs> I don't like the way John Morant conducts himself at times, but he's a hell of a player. There's no doubt. Uh, he kind of floats on air sometimes, those nice floaters, driving to the basket and all that. Tyus Jones daggered us in the postseason with his big three-pointer. Looked on as, as good a backup point guard as you'll ever get in the NBA, and he's got to be, you know, cream of the crop. Desmond Bain's a big, bulky son of a gun who can drive you nuts. He's damn good as well. Almost 22 points a game and 43.5 from downtown. He's as good as it gets. And a lot of times, see, back in the day, when people talked about, oh, you don't want to get too big, you don't want to get too bulked up or it'll mess up your shot. I disagree. <clears throat> it makes the ball lighter, you know? It makes the ball lighter. Maybe, like, right after lifting weights, yeah, you're going to shoot the ball about three feet off the basket. Like, what the hell was that? But then once you kind of adjust, your muscles kind of adjust, you get a little oxygen and all that. If you're, like, a big, bulky guy like Desmond Bain, a lot of times it does make the ball lighter, and in a lot of ways you can control it a little better. I think some of the best shooters are the big, bulky dudes, so... At least they, they can be. You wouldn't think that, but, yeah, see, like a Reggie Miller, you could tell he didn't lift weights all that much because he, he was afraid of messing up his shot. But I don't know. I think for some people it works. LeBron James' three-point shot kept getting better, and LeBron James never had a problem with uh, being skinny. <laughs> no, he was always uh, like like built like a like a safety in the NFL. or No, not a safety, like a, like a gigantic linebacker or tight end or whatever the heck you might say. But... Um, He'd probably be a defensive end, honestly, but he's just not heavy enough necessarily to be that. But his shape, yeah, he's like a defensive end in a lot of ways, LeBron James. Um, anyhow, why am I talking about that, you know, edge rusher or whatever? Um, Memphis is a very talented team. They're they're annoying at times. They are a first-place club, 33-21. and 21. I do not think they win the NBA title, but I guess you never know. This might be one of those weird years where it's going to be a brand-new team, like a Toronto Raptors. It's not going to be the Warriors, damn it. And if it is, I'm going to be furious. Uh, I don't think Dallas is going to win any championship, even though they got Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic? Okay. Sure. Right. Just like when the Dallas Mavericks got Nick Van Exel and they still had Steve Nash and stuff. It's like, okay. That really accomplished a lot. It was. I was furious. I remember I being really pissed. I got uh, Rafe LaFrance, who was a really good player. Uh, I was furious. Like, really? You know, they, they, they over stacked that team with guys that played the same position and thought they were so special. Yeah, they did not win. <laughs> they didn't win until they had a legitimate, balanced team. 
with a with a with a balanced coaching style. Uh, they finally got it done against the Miami Heat team. It was a little too cocky in that finals. And as much as I wanted the Heat to win at the time, they got what they deserved because of their attitude. <laughs> pride comes before a fall, let me tell you. Memphis Grizzlies, hopefully pride comes before a fall in this game. But there's a lot more pride in their sideline. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Mike Conley, it says personal reasons, but that's because they got traded. That's all. That's their personal reasons, so they're not hurt or anything. And Rudy Gobert's had that off and on groin crap. And uh, D'Angelo Russell had a hangnail, and he had this and he had that. That's why he would always miss time. Uh, Steven Adams, who can be a pain in the butt at times, has an issue with the knee, but we'll see how that turns out. He may end up playing, because half the time these injuries are not accurate. Uh, but personal reasons at all, that's not an injury. It's just they got traded. That's all. They might not be available because they got traded. That's their personal reason. The Wolves and the Grizzlies are both eighth in the league in scoring. Uh, 27th for the Wolves in rebounding. Memphis second. A big reason why they won the, the series last year. Uh, <laughs> field goal percentage. Free, uh, Wolves are fourth. Memphis is 20th. Three-point percentage. Wolves are 16th. Memphis is 23rd. Assists, Wolves are 11th, Memphis is 12th. Turnovers, Wolves are 28th, Memphis is 17th. Assists to turnover, Wolves are 24th, Memphis is 18th. Blocks, Minnesota's 4th, but Memphis is 2nd. Ouch. Uh, Wolves are 6th and steals, Memphis is 4th. It's kind of like that obnoxious song, Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. That's kind of like John Morant every game. And it's like, shut up! You just want to punch him. <laughs> shut up! You know, hopefully the Wolves can do that. We'll see. We'll see how Mike Conley does against his former club with their red-hot new, uh, you know, playmaking guy named John Morant, who can score, who scores even more than he makes plays, but he does a little bit of everything and tells us about anything we can do, he can do better. Yeah, we know. <laughs> it is kind of funny, isn't it? It's it's just like that obnoxious song. Oh. <laughs> Well, we make more field goals than you do. Yeah, well, in, in percentage, that doesn't mean we're, we're better, though. Uh, it's so funny. Uh, the blocks and steals, they're both ahead, even though we're in the top six, basically, in both of them. That figures. <laughs> John Morant's averaging 27.5. His three-part percentage is only 33, so that's terrific. I already talked about Desmond Bain, blah, blah, blah. I want to pick the Wolves to win this game. I don't know who they are, but... I think there might be a bit of a sugar high here with Mike Conley coming in. I, I'm going to step out in faith and say the Wolves win this game. The Wolves beat the Memphis Grizzlies again and uh, even up the season series at four. So the season series will end at 2-2 two to two with the Wolves and the Memphis Grizzlies. It had been quite a back-and-forth battle all season, but Memphis up two games to one in that anything you can do, I can do better bull crap. Memphis 114-103 over Minnesota on November 11th. Yeah, John Moran talked a lot of crap that whole game. Nope, the Wolves are up 2-1. to one. Excuse me. The Wolves are up 2-1. to one. That's what I thought. I'm like, that isn't right. 109-101, uh, Wolves beat Memphis on November the 30th. And 111-100, Wolves beat Memphis on January the 27th. Fairly, fairly recently now. This is the rubber match. Hopefully the Wolves do end up winning this series. Odds would favor the Memphis Grizzlies, but I'm going to step out in faith that there's some kind of sugar high tonight with uh, Mike Conley in the lineup and the Wolves win the game. I got a feeling the Wolves win this game. Final score of uh, 112 to 108, something like that. But the Wolves win. It's going to go to, no, let's go 112, 108. Let's stick to my guns. 
Mike Conley gets 10 assists. Mike Conley gets 10 assists. That's my little thing tonight. Instead of saying somebody's going to lead you in scoring, let's just talk about Conley getting 10 assists in his first game with the Wolves. Got a sneaky feeling it's going to be a fun one versus Les Grizzlies. I don't know why I went backwards here. Dallas Mavericks. Ugh, I don't like the matchup. I've never liked it. It's been a pain in the ass forever. I think the Wolves meatloaf this week at the very least. I think we do not beat the Dallas Mavericks in American Airlines Center. It's not been a good matchup for, you know, ever. It's always been a pain in the butt. Season series is tied. Wolves won 116-106 on December the 19th and lost 104-99 on December 21st. I think it's going to be something along those lines with, you know, Kyrie Irving. Let's see how good he does. But we each have a new point guard, a new veteran point guard, a new a new used car type of thing. <laughs> Hopefully it's a nice used car. But the Dallas Mavericks win this game in Dallas, Texas. Uh... I should have, I keep doing the same mistake every single week, at least once. I'm going to backtrack again because I am dumb. Um, most recent five games with Memphis. Yeah, they're two and three, so I think the Wolves can beat them. Uh, Indiana, they, they beat 112-100. They lost to Portland 122-112. At Cleveland, 128-113 loss. Hosting Toronto, 106-103 loss. Hosting the Bulls, 104-189. Uh, what am I talking about? 104-89 to 89 victory. Okay, so Memphis, two for two, with two and three in their last five. As I stumble and trip all over myself here. Dallas is four and one in their last five. Yep, great. 111-105 <laughs> win over Detroit. 111-106 win over New Orleans. 119-113 loss at Golden State. Ugh. 124-111 win at Utah. 110-104 win in Los Angeles against the Clippers. Against the Clippers. Wolves are 3-2 and with their back and forth, up and down game play. Dallas is 19th in points, 30th in rebounds, 30th, dead last. Interesting. Uh, field goal percentage, they're 18th. Free th- uh, no, three-point percentage, they're 16th. 30th in assists. They're the weakest assist and rebound team. Interesting. Second in the turnovers per game. Wow. Seventh in assist to turnover ratio and 25th in blocks. 24th in steals. Kind of mediocre. They're kind of a mediocre team, but they're a pain in the butt to play against. And I think Kyrie Irving and the Mavericks, you know, with, of course, Luka Doncic is their best player, but Kyrie Irving is going to be, obviously, that new piece there. They're only four games above 500, but I, I don't know. The Wolves go out and win this game, I hope, but I doubt it. Bartans, Calf, Luka Doncic has been dealing with a heel, basically. That doesn't mean he's not going to play. Max Kleiber, hamstring. That was a long time ago, apparently. Um, but the Mavericks end up winning the game. We'll say 111. 111 to, I think it's going to be just, ah, 111, 101, something crappy like that. I, I don't know. Uh, leading scorer will, of course, be Anthony Edwards with about 28, but the Wolves do not win the game. Can't talk about D'Angelo Russell anymore scoring 28 or getting hot. Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards. I like to always say Washington. And I don't know what this is doing. Seriously, it went to the Minnesota Wild. This thing does whatever it wants. <sighs> you son of a gun. Um, Washington Wizards leading into the All-Star break. This is in Target Center. Monta, Monte Morris back. Kyle Kuzma ankle. Kyle Kuzma has been good and up and down. Christos Porzingis has been a thorn in the Wolves side forever. Washington hammered the Wolves 142-127. We almost never win there, ever. Uh, Washington's not a good team, but they've given us hell forever. 25-29 they're not that bad, but they're not good either. 19th in points, 10th in rebounds, 10th uh, in field goal percentage, 
20th in three points, nine, a three-point percentage anyway, 19th in assists, 12th in turnover, 7th in turnover ratio, 4th in blocks, just with us right there, 22nd in steals. Again, Washington killed us back on the November, November 28th. The Pistons and Washington had a postponement on February 1st. And, uh, and then uh, since then, they lost three in a row, 124-116 to Portland, 125-123 at Brooklyn, a 114-91 loss to a very good Cleveland team, and they beat the Hornets, who are, like, you know, really bad, <laughs> uh, 118-104. to 104. I think the Wolves win this one in Target Center. Kristaps Porzingis, though, has definitely been a thorn in our side, particularly with Dallas and with... Uh, who was the first game? Next, the New York Knicks. He was really tough to play against. He's their leading scorer. Bradley Beal's right behind him, though. But Bradley Beal's hurt all the time. We'll see what happens. Hachimura's no longer there. He's with the Los Angeles Lakers. They've made making trades all over the place, but they haven't gotten any better. Um, and we'll talk about LeBron here very shortly in the third segment. Uh, Wolves should win this game. Get the job done. You know, beat beat Porzingis and the uh, Washington Wizards. I, I like what Porzingis is doing for the most part, but. Uh, he's not that great. Uh, Gafford has had moments at times, but yeah, I don't know. Will Barton, he was a part of that crazy night where the Wolves kept trading down and trading away. That was 10 years ago now. To, oh, no, 12 years ago, pardon me. Todd Gibson's still playing. He's with that uh, Washington club. How old is Todd Gibson by now? He's got to be way up there. He was old when he was with the Wolves. Uh, averaging about three points a game and about 10 minutes. Wolves should win this game. The Wolves need to win this game. The Wolves will win this game. Final score of 120 to 110. Wolves win this game. 120 to 110. 120 to 108. Comfortable win for the Wolves. Anthony Edwards of 34. With that, it's just Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards, right? But he's gonna. He's absolutely the leading scorer now, even more than ever. Um, so with that, we'll take a quick break. And we'll get into fan interaction and talk about some more trades on LeBron and all that cute stuff. back here on Timberwolves Explosion Fan Interaction segment, but of course we'll also talk about the trades and such, and love hearing from Tanae. I missed a tweet that he said, and I feel so bad. Yep. Ah, I, I missed it, so I, I apologize big time. Ah, sometimes I'm just stupid. <laughs> so I'm going to go over the trades real quick, and then we'll get to Fan Interaction. It's going to kind of be back and forth and such. Um, so we'll start with the January 23rd trade real quick. Uh, Rui Hachimura went to the Lakers for Kendrick Dunn. Conditional 2028 uh, second round pick and a 2029 uh, second round pick. Anyhow, so and then we get into the February deal leading up to the trade deadline. The Mavericks got Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris for Spencer Dinwiddie. He was a wonderful player. He's going back to the Nets again. I remember making fun of his name when I didn't know him well, and I felt pretty sorry about that in a couple hours after that. I remember they he torched us. Probably heard the show. No, I doubt it. Dorian Finney-Smith, a 2029 first-round pick. Wow, that's a long way in the future. And two future second-round picks. That's the Nets. Get it, uh, the Kyrie Irving trade. Miami Heat trade Deadman to the Spurs for cash considerations. Dwayne Deadman. Deadmon. <laughs> and a 2028 second-round pick for cash considerations. That's cute. 
Um, Kessler Edwards and cash considerations for the draft rights to David Michinel. Cool, cool. That's the Kings and the Brooklyn Nets. Get uh, David Michinel draft rights to him. Okay. Raptors. Raptors and Spurs. Jacob Portal. Jacob Portal. Sorry. And the Spurs receive uh, Cam Birch. 2024 first round pick. 2023 second round pick. 2025 second round pick. All right. Here's the big one. Well, the one with the Wolves and everything. The Wolves, the Lakers, the Wolves, and the Jazz. Lakers, Wolves, and Jazz. Lakers receive D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. The Minnesota, <laughs> that's the Minneapolis Lakers right there. Okay, I'm just kidding. The, the Minneapolis Lakers, the Minnesota Jazz, Mike Conley, and Nikhil Walker with Rudy Gobert, of course. <laughs> 2024 second-round pick swap via the Lakers. Okay, a pick swap. Cool. So that means we get the higher one. Yeah. So if it's a, what if it's a, yeah, that's coming up too. What if the Lakers are terrible? That'd be nice. We get like a 30th pick or something. You might end up getting a good player there. It's quite possible. 2025 second round via the Jazz. 2026 second round via the Jazz. So at least you get something. You get some kind of draft uh, capital there. Uh, collateral, whatever the word is. The Utah Jazz receive Russell Westbrook. Mm. <laughs> Juan Tosano Anderson. Damian Jones and a 2027 first round pick via the Los Angeles Lakers. All right, Patrick Beverly. Gosh, there he is again. The Lakers make 19 trades. This is a four team trade. Oh, Mobamba. Mobamba still suspended, but he's out of here. Get go, 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 Mo. You're, you're too much. Go, 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 go. The New Year, uh, the, the Denver Nuggets receive Thomas Bryant. The Lakers receive Mobamba, Devon Reed, and a second round pick. The LA Clippers receive a guy the Wolves apparently really did like. Bones Highland. He's a Highlander. There could be only one. You know that, right? The Magic received Patrick Beverly. <laughs> 2024 Sega Rob Dick from Denver. And cash considerations from the Los Angeles Lakers because you know they have it. They have the cash. The Hawks acquire Fernando and Matthews. Ooh, Bruno Fernando. Garrison Matthews going to the Hawks. The Rockets. The Rockets receive Justin Holiday. Frank Kaminsky, who's been on 16 teams already. 2024, not really. 2024 second round pick and a 2025 second round pick from the Oklahoma City Thunder, which is a previous trade, of course. The Suns and Thunder complete a trade. Darius Baisley. Darius Baisley going to the Suns. The Thunder received Dario Saric, former Timberwolf, of course. 2029 second round pick and cash considerations. Very exciting trade there. Gary, oh, he's going back to the Warriors again. How many teams has Gary Payton two been on? Gary Payton the second. And it, oh, oh, I didn't realize this. I didn't realize this happened. What the heck? You traded away James Wiseman for Gary Payton the second and three consider three conditional future second round picks. You traded away. Okay, he was the second pick in the draft. Wow. Oh, okay, uh, Gary Payton the second. Wow, all right. Ugh. And second-round picks from Atlanta. Take that. Take that. Good. Uh, anything the Wolves do, that, or the Warriors do, that might not turn out so great, good. Good riddance. Uh, the Pistons receive their new Darko Milicic, I guess. That's according to the Warriors. James Wiseman. We'll see. Maybe he is a big bust, and he's just Darko Milicic again. Uh, okay, James Wiseman to the Pistons. Gary Payton the second to the Warriors with three second-round picks. Yeah, I know. Sadiq Bey, a pretty good player, going to the Hawks. Kevin Knox going to the, I know, Kevin Knox going to the Blazers for, with uh, also five future second round picks. Five. 
they people trade away second round picks like they're just chips, like they're just potato chips. It's kind of funny. Um, Josh Richardson, he's going to his 17th team. Uh, he's going to the Pelicans now. Uh, Devontae Graham and four second round picks basically heading to the Spurs 2024, 2026, 2028, 2029 second round pick. What is up with this? Why do you got to trade like nine second round picks in each trade? This just doesn't make any sense. Another weird, I mean, it's fun though. That's why I like looking at this stuff. And I'm sorry if I'm taking forever and I should be getting to your comments first actually, but what, I don't know. It, it's, it, it's part of the fun of the show, right? Talking about these trades. Celtics, must, uh, Mike Masala going to the Celtics. Justin Jackson is probably like, oh, why'd you do this to me? No, I'm kidding. Maybe I'll get more playing time because, yeah. Uh, and two second round picks going to the Thunder. There must be a hundred million second round picks. I, I don't know where they're coming from with all this. Second round picks have some value. Gosh, everybody treats them like they're nothing. Uh, Three-team trade. Eric Golden is going back to the Clippers. I think this is his second or third stint there, and I'm not even kidding. Uh, three second round picks. <laughs> oh, my God. John Wall's going back to the Rockets. What's, what is going on? I'm so confused. How many teams has John Wall been on? Danny Green. <laughs> what is the point, man? Danny, uh, Not Danny Green, but John Wall and Eric. What is going on? <laughs> John Wall, Danny Green, and a protected pick swap from the Clippers. What? Not no no nineteen second round picks. Luke Kennard's going to the Grizzlies. <laughs> Here comes some more. You ready? Are you ready? Uh, four team transaction. That's about what this is. Jalen McDaniel's the, the older brother of Jaden, who's not quite as good. Uh, twenty twenty four second round pick from Charlotte. Twenty twenty nine second round pick from Portland. Savi. Micah Haloki Dookie. Yeah, I am really sorry to you, Svi, if I'm saying that correctly, even. Mikhail Luke. Hopefully, I got that. Are you ready? 23 second round pick from Philly. 2027 second round pick from Portland. Cam Reddish going to the Blazers along with, oh my god, Matthias Thibel. Okay, that wasn't too hard. Ryan Archiadano and a first round pick from New York. And the Knicks receive Josh Hart. Okay. Clippers receive Mason Plumley. Reggie Jackson going to the Hornets with a 20-28 second round pick. You had to conclude you had to include that in there, didn't you? <laughs> Almost done. And then we get some big ones here. This is the biggest trade of them all. At least I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. It's a massive four team deal. The Phoenix Suns receive Kevin Durant. TJ Warren. Yes. Uh Kevin Durant and TJ Warren. This time it's first round picks instead of second. I'm not surprised. Nets receive Mikhail Bridges. Cam Johnson. Remember him? One. Pablo Vollett. Okay. 2023 first round pick. 2025 second round pick. Uh, first round pick. 2027 first round pick. All from Phoenix, of course. 2028 first round pick swap from Phoenix. 2028 second round pick from Milwaukee. 2029 first round pick from Phoenix. Jeez, mortgaging the future, are we? 2029, second round pick from the Milwaukee Bucks. Congratulations, Brooklyn Nets. You now own the draft. Okay, well, sort of. I think Utah might too. Then the Bucks receive Jay Crowder. That's it. Pacers receive George Hill, Serge Ibaka, who's on his 25th team, Jordan Nuara, three future second round picks, and cash considerations. Uh, the, the, the second round picks are from Milwaukee. To get Jay Crowder, apparently. And then cash considerations from Brooklyn. All right. And that is it. 
Whew, okay. That was fun, though. Thank you. Thank you, NBA, for having that all together for me. And uh, NBA.com and the trade drag. drag. Uh, I know it's fun to look at. It's fun to make fun of, like, the... And they received 15 second-round picks, a 2020... No, a 2078 second-round pick, a 2029 second-round pick is going to the Minnesota Timberwolves from the uh, Charlotte Bobcats. No, Charlotte Hornets. I'm just kidding. <sighs> After they moved to... Uh, another city. I don't know. I'm just kidding. They moved to St. Louis, right? Okay. I am so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. Thank you, uh, Le- Levi Brown and Tanae Brown, both from New Zealand, retweeting the show. Vince Germano from Australia, retweeting the show. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you guys. Tanae Brown commenting about, uh, yep, he said, this trade deadline feels odd, considering Towns has been out so long. D'Lo has made a resurgence and looks beat up. And we just can't win against poor teams like that guy, uh, Orlando. Denver put us to the slaughter tonight, too. I really don't know what this team can do going forward and trade-wise. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I think I responded. Yeah, I said something like, I'm still I'm still kind of in a trance. What the hell happened? It didn't make any sense that I, that I, could, that I could be this bad. It's one thing to have a crappy game, but this takes it to about three levels higher. This team makes no sense. Yep. I don't know if uh, Tanae responded after that. Oh, I think he might have. No, he didn't. Oh, okay. I was responding to. Uh, I was responding to him. He said, "I this was the and then the Orlando game." He says, "I had a feeling we dropped today's game. What a sloppy performance! Been a while since Edwards had a woeful performance like that. Yeah, five of fifteen. The first thing." The fight thing was pathetic, too. Unsure how we ended up getting more players thrown out. Yeah, I feel like Orlando should have had more than us, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a Minnesota thing, doesn't it? We're always on the short straw with that kind of stuff. Um, Adrian Wojnarowski, you've probably heard of him. He was talking about the deal, you know, that we've talked about a lot. Um, and today, uh, quote tweeted saying, when was the last time Mike Conley was good? 2018, excuse me, 2018. Delo's resurgence Surely could have warranted a better player than that. But we did get Nikhil Alexander-Walker, right? No, I'm kidding. He's okay. And I like Mike Conley more than maybe some people, and I can completely understand he's ancient. He's ancient. But the word is probably out about D'Lo a bit, that he's kind of not the, you know, he's he's not the best, you know. He's just not the best. And all the kind of same stuff we've been talking about, like it's not been the prettiest thing. Conley is probably a good fit for temporary purposes. The other thing is they probably knew we weren't going to resign him and all that. I I understand and I know we're probably just we got to we got to, you know, get a guy that can work with Gobert. I don't know. I know it's kind of dumb. I, I I can understand the lame side of all that. Uh Vince Germano was saying rubbish trade for the Wolves. I don't think it was as bad as it could have been though. I mean, Con- Conley's not that bad, is he? All we did give up was D'Angelo Russell. Yes, he's been playing really well. I do wish we did get a first-round pick. Maybe one, just one, but I don't know. Maybe it's just freaking Utah's going to have like 55 first-round picks. What's his name? Uh, Danny Ainge is probably going to try to do a similar thing that he did with Ray Allen and Garnett uh, years ago. It's going to be something like that. I I have a feeling he's going to make a move like that at some point, but maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon, as the quote goes. uh, Random hoops, that would be... Pampa, that would be Reese Pedretti coming in out of Brisbane, Australia. Not Melbourne like Vince, or of course New Zealand like Tanae or Levi, but Brisbane, Australia. And a very talented singer, and uh, uh, he says, uh, 
he said thoughts to mate about the, the trade. I was saying, I like getting a veteran high IQ point guard. It just sucks that he's 35 years old already. Would have loved to have had him five years ago. N-A-W, that would be uh, Walker, the other Walker, not Walker Kessler, is intriguing at the very least, shooting 40% from downtown this year, and random hoops like that at least. Um, so, yeah, I apologize. I didn't have more to say, you know, and wouldn't mind hearing uh, anybody else's thoughts, but uh, really, yeah, I understand if today's a bit frustrated. Some of the trades, obviously, for this team the last X amount of time has been a little confusing. And, of course, Brim Forbes is the uh, odd man out for now. Hopefully he can re-sign with the playoff team and be a factor. Maybe he'll get another ring. Never know. Uh, he did get one with the Bucks uh, a couple years ago. So 2021. That was a fun playoff series. That was a very fun playoffs. Probably the best in a long time. Last year was good until the bleeping Warriors ended up winning. That was annoying and stupid. 2021 was definitely a better overall playoff than that. You got to see Phoenix get to the finals for the first time in, you know, forever and ever. And you got to see the uh, the Bucks win it all for the first time in 50 years in that case. So 50 years with Luol Cinder was the star player of that team. That is, of course, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar coming in out of Brooklyn, New York, of all places. Uh, really appreciate you tonight. You're the greatest, of course, again, and Vince Germano, absolutely. You know, you guys are literally like my brothers. You really are. Uh, Reese Padretti, you really are. Um, Levi Brown. Yeah, we're, we're, we're literally like brothers. Like, oh, the NBA talks about the brotherhood and all that stuff. Yeah, that sometimes that creeps me out, that kind of talk, especially when it's super rich and powerful people. I'm not a big fan of rich and powerful people talking about brotherhoods. I, I, I don't know, it's a little creepy. But people like us that live thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away but still have a very close friendship. I mean, we're just, you know, we see eye to eye on so many things. Obviously, not everything. We're all a little different, but <laughs> that's gonna—that's a given in this world. But um, to, to me, you guys are like literally like my brothers, you know, in this basketball world. But and you're such great friends in general. Like I'd be friends even if we didn't talk basketball. You know, just hanging out, playing retro video games or whatever it would be. <laughs> you know, maybe getting getting like a getting a chuckle about this and a chuckle about that as well. Thank you guys so freaking much. <laughs> the four of you are just a great, you know. I really appreciate you. Benzo out of the Bronx. Hope to hear from you again soon. Miss you. There's so, there's so many others, too. I mean, I haven't heard from you in a while. Um, some of you out there. But um, the four of you guys, you're literally like pillars of the show. You're like the absolute pillars. Of course, the Basketball Podcast Network, I'm pretty sure they retweeted the most recent episode. It's not showing here, though. I think they did. But I'm not offended if they didn't. It is what it is. Maybe they just they just slipped through or something and all that. Maybe Timberwolves Explosion gets like 14 downloads or something. I don't know. No, it's doing a little better than that. But I've babbled enough. Uh, anybody that wants to write a positive rating, please do. And the person that did recently, that was so nice. Uh, that was a couple of weeks back now. I don't think there's a new one. Oh, come on. Now I'm, now I'm messing up here. Taking forever digging around and not finding it. I think there's nothing new. Nope, that was the one on December 24th. That was awesome, yep. Said that, uh, yeah, I really, you know, really enjoy, and Merry Christmas to you, and yep, thank you so much, uh, Wilco321. That was on Christmas Eve. Yeah, pretty cool. That was nice. So, anybody else that wants to do that, I really appreciate it. If not, I understand, but if you'd like to, it only helps the show. It, it does. Uh, all of you have a wonderful week. Call in if you could sometime. Use your smart device to avoid uh, audio submission. Open up your smart device, open up the free app on it, that's a voice recorder, or download one for free, of course, in the App Store. 
Just open it, press record, treat it like a phone call, and then when you stop, you save and share it to share it or email it, whatever. It's the same thing. To paladinolive at yahoo.com. Uh, paladinolive at yahoo.com. That will be in the show description. I would then convert it into an MP3 file, thanks to Zumzar with a Z, dot com, where you can convert files to MP3 or whatever the heck else. So with that, have a nice week, and we will talk to you then. Hopefully this, uh, well, hopefully this trade ends up working out for the better and not for the worst.